Proverbs 18, 19. It's the reason why, because we're talking about the things that steal your rewards. Last weekend, we talked about compromise. Last Wednesday, we talked about offense. The reason why offense is so dangerous, it says an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty nine, King James Version. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? It's one of the main definitions of offense. It means to burn. Here's the definition of burn. It's actually where we get the word pyro from. Okay? It means to kindle, to be ignited or glow, to be inflamed with anger, grief, or lust, to be incensed. It means that when you become offended, it's like lighting a stick of incense and it just slowly burns and gives off an aroma. It means to hit with darts, filled with flammable substances, and to set on fire, okay? And then I have a definition of offend because there are different types of offense. To put a stumbling block or impediment in the way upon which another may trip and fall. It's one of the worst sins, by the way, is the sin of stumbling block where someone sins because of you. To entice to sin. To cause a person to begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. I deal with that. People get offended by me and all, and all of a sudden now I can't hear from God anymore. I'm a false prophet. The list goes on and on. It's just hilarious what people, you know. And of course the offense is over something that they need to change. As long as you prophesy prosperity and God is going to bring you a brand new Buick. And he's going to bring you a brand new bicycle. He's going to bring you a brand new husband. And, and you tell him about all of that. A promotion is coming with eagles and, 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 and a gold train. And, and God is getting ready to take you hard. And oh, thank you. As soon as you tell him, you got a big mouth. You need to stop talking so much. Oh, no, you can't hear from God. I can't believe you would say something like that. <laughs> to begin to fall away. To see in another what I disapprove of and what hinders me from acknowledging his authority. That's a big one. You won't listen to the message because you don't like the messenger. That's what that means. To cause one to judge. And the one that I said before that, that's a biggie with people. Because I have noticed per time that people... Um, you'll tell them something that they're doing wrong and they determine if they're going to listen to it based on the individual. They won't listen to what's being said and is it right or is it wrong? They determine if it's right or if it's wrong based on the style or the messenger. So they might listen to a pastor, but they won't listen to an usher. I had a situation one time. I had a situation one time with a minister who used to be here. A situation one time, and, and, and the minister was sitting over here, and I think we were doing some conference. I don't know what we were doing. And I asked one of the ushers, I said, hey, go do me a favor and, and ask, uh, let the minister know that I need them to move. I didn't say move to the back row. I need them to move over to the front row in the middle along with us instead of sitting way over there. So he said, cool. So he went down there. Hey, Pastor O said he needs you to move over to the. You don't tell me what to do. This is my seat. Oh, man. Oh, they all got to deal with him. Jesus had him. Everybody had him. Moses had him. 
Moses had a lot of them, by the way. He's always going to deal with that. Okay, that's why they're not here. I didn't ask them to leave. My favorite one, I shouldn't even say this. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know what? You want to hear something deep? It's, see, I can't be telling all of my secrets. What's crazy is when the Lord will come to me and visit me and say, I'm getting ready to move this person out of your way. But don't say anything. And I don't say anything. And then three to four months later, the person will walk up to me and go off on me. I don't believe in this vision. It's not going anywhere. This is not what I thought it was going. You're a false prophet, and they walk out the door. And the Holy Spirit will say when they walk out the door, I told you. Let the Lord fight your battles. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're wrong, apologize. But, but don't just be, that's why, quit fighting against people. You, sometimes you're fighting to save people that God's trying to get rid of. And, and, and I, I didn't understand that at first because it happens to the greatest, okay? Now, you know my father's Bishop David Oyudipo in Nigeria, and, and I was listening to him talk to one. He said the Lord woke him up at 5 o'clock in the morning. He said, and I quote, he said, this particular uh, minister, this particular minister's wife, he said, until you remove her, he said, the church will go nowhere. Now, see, I'm, I'm nice. See, I'll sit up there, Lord, are you sure? I don't want to have to call them. Not Oedipo. He said, as soon as the Lord told him that, he woke up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, excuse me, sir, I don't, uh, don't mean to wake you up. Uh, the Lord said that this ministry will not go to the next level as long as your wife is around. So you got to go. Good day. Some, of us, some people will say that's mean. It's not mean. If God tells them they got to go, they got to go. But I questioned the Lord about that. And I said, Lord... Why would they have to go? What do you mean the church won't go to the next level over one individual? Places like Oedipos and this one, it's a lot of power that operated. What do you mean? He said an issue of power. He said it's that uh, part of the circuit board is broken. And no matter how much power you have that flows around the circuit board, if there's a piece that's broken, the power stops. So I have to remove that person and we put another person there that connects everything and now the power can flow. It's not an issue of how much power. It's an issue that a piece of the railroad track is broken. And if a piece of the railroad track is broken, we can't let the train flow. I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. But the Lord is never going to speak to me about anybody else having to leave this place, even though I've never had to spoke about anybody. But I'll let the Lord do that. I'm like, well, you're going to have to tell him. And he does. He does. One time I told you, one time the Holy Spirit said, you're nicer than Jesus. And that was not a compliment, by the way. I was taking too long on something. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> Matthew 24, 8 through 13. King James. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many, not a few, many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise in the midst of this offense and deceive many. And because sin shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. 
boy, and I'm going to just throw this out there since he's talking about the last days and sin. Boy, they just signing sin in the motion, boy, faster than you can shop at a discount store. Transgenders going back into the military. Men going back into the bathroom. Can't say certain words. It's deep. Yeah. Wait till I, wait till I, wait. No, you know what? Hold on a second. I'm doing this right on live television. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Hold on, Jesus. Ah, is that it? Let's see if the spirit is with me. Nope, that's not it. I think this is it. Thy kingdom come. Yep. Everyone say, commercial break. Because I have to keep all offense messages short. Okay. I'm not going to name the group. That's wisdom. This group submitted this to the current administration. Listen carefully because this is what they want them to reverse or do because the previous administration did the opposite. This is what was submitted. Eliminate government support for all crisis pregnancy centers and all abstinence-only education programs. So any place that preaches that the best sex is to not have it at all until you get married, yeah, we need y'all to shut them down. Second one, deny free speech and religious liberty to select Americans based on their religious beliefs. That was the second one. See, why are they submitting this now? Because they couldn't do it with the previous. Incentivize states to strip parents of all non-medical exemptions to mandatory vaccinations for children in schools or daycare centers. Just what they just submitted. They couldn't submit this with the previous president. So we're going to give it to y'all. And it's not going to work. But, they, this, but the fact that y'all submitting this. Um, and God we trust be removed from U.S. currency. Repeal the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Rescind and replace the Trump DOJ's federal protection for religious liberty. I told you the man had protected the church. The very church that attacked him. And so Trump put measures in place to protect the church. We now need you to remove those measures so we can go after the church. Whether it's a measure or not, you come after me. Ooh, Jesus, there's going to be some problems for you here and thereafter. Whether I'm dead or living, or in church or not, or in jail or in the bed. But anyway, we hit you and you don't see it coming. Remember that girl? Remember that guy? Them witches that kidnapped that? This witch paid a man to kidnap a church. Kidnap a child off of a weed opposed land. And the man kidnapped the girl. Sold her to the witch. From that day on, the man had a nightmare every night of Bishop Oedipo chasing him with a flaming sword. Give the child back or enter your casket now. And the man wouldn't obey the dream. So what the Lord did is he made the man's health start failing. He lost his job, lost his car. Then he lost his eyesight. Then he started becoming paralyzed. 
And the only reason he got saved, this is a hard story, I hope I'm not sharing it, illegally. Only reason the thing to save him is his wife said, you fool, you're going to go to hell over this child. The Lord is drying you up and his servant is chasing you in a dream with a flaming sword. And the man went back to the church, said, I have the child and I can show you where the child is. So they went and got the child. And uh, the Lord's, uh, the Lord, uh, the man asked for forgiveness. Um, you know, and the Lord told the man of God, I'm going to forgive him, but he still got to die. Because of the pain and the suffering that he caused. He got to reap what he sowed. And the man dropped dead right in front of him. Still got to die. And then that Sunday, Bishop Oyedipo held that child. Man, you talking about electricity. He held that child in his arms and said, everything that the devil stole from you, let this child be a reminder. It does not matter where that thing is. God will go and get that thing for you. Man, my wife and I were in the living room. Yeah! I almost kicked the television over. That's power. Like some of you can. <laughs> Let's have a candle, candlelight vigils. Vigils don't rescue children supernaturally. Power does. Devil was absolutely scared to kidnap anybody connected to me. He knows that's his death. Appoint an attorney general who will support governors who emergency COVID-19 executive orders restrict gatherings at houses of worship. Ah. Sanford and Son. Did it really say? Reverse the Trump administration policies that have allowed faith-based government-funded contractors to provide adoption and foster care services and work with Congress. To pass the Every Child Deserves a Family Act. Reverse the Trump policies. See, I told you, I got 249 things that the president did that they kicked out of office. I said I wasn't going to do this, and I'm doing it anyway. Fully and robustly fund comprehensive sex education, which means encouraging elementary and middle school age children to declare themselves one of dozens of biological gender identities. And that's just some of them. And then the document tells Biden, we urge you to avoid invoking the phrase Judeo-Christian values as it has been weaponized by the religious right to advance an agenda that has the veneer of inclusivity but actually undermines religious freedom and tolerance and does not represent tens of millions of Americans implicitly excluded from its formulation. It's a lot of deep language that basically says, we don't want this to be a Christian nation. We just want it to be a nation. So remove God out of everything and let the children have sex with anything and let them call themselves anything. And we want to be able to do anything unless it's righteous. And we need you to do all of this because Trump wouldn't do it. <laughs> anyway. All right, back to our regular tune, broadcast it. Whatever they say when you come back, you know, thank you, yeah, program. Yeah, there it is, Jesus. Let's go ahead and finish this message on offending because I'm sure there is somebody offended right now. So. 
Ephesians 6.16. We're in the days of offense, folk. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Hey, it says faith is the one that stopped those shields. There is something that's being, most people don't even know when they're shot with one. They know, but they don't know. Um, some offense comes as a result of being stuck with a flaming arrow from the devil. It happened to me about four or five days ago. I was driving, and, and then, you know how you can get stuck? You know you're stuck with a flaming arrow or dart from the enemy? is something hits you and you you this negative thing that's floating around you can't seem to you start you can't seem to let it go you it comes out of nowhere and, and you start just thinking about it and it's rolling around on the inside of you and then and if it's directed at a person you'll find yourself now creating an argument in your mind before it started this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to say, because I can't believe they would do something like to, to me eight years ago, and I'm mad at them now, so I'm going to use this thing eight years ago and add it to what happened now and what they're going to do to me in the future, and that thing will be churning around and, and, and just churning around, and, and you'll think about, but you're supposed to walk in love, and I'm going to skip that today because I'm just hurting, and, that, and, and it's all because you got hit with a dart and you're on fire. That's what I'm when the Bible says, be careful about the flaming darts from the anyone, okay, we, we think that's figurative language. No, it's not. These things are physical things, physical substances, physical, I'm sorry, spiritual weapons. They're real, but you can't see them. Just like you can't see air. But you can pull it out this room and you won't be able to breathe. Hey. Again, how many of you have been someplace and someone saw a light on you? Or they see you as a flame of fire? Well, why? Because there are some people, they have the ability to see the unseeable. It's called discerning of spirits. Oh, man. Matthew 13, 54. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother. And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn to do all these things? And they were deeply offended and then refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and amongst his family members. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. That's one thing offense does is it shuts down most of your miracles. And you don't even know it's shut down. You just start struggling. And here's the deep part. Let me you know, tell you something. One of the things that I have learned, this is very dangerous. In the midst of your offense, God will still give you prophecies about your future. That's a, that's a lesson I had to learn is that there are some people that think that a prophecy is automatic. No. It means that this is what's in your future. But if you don't get top on top of the other things that I told you about, that's in the word and other people have told you, then that prophecy won't come to pass. Even though Oedipo, he, I learned that from him. He said prophecy is supposed to be warfare over, not waited over. You warfare for prophecy to come to pass. You don't wait for it to come to pass. Now, there are some that you wait for them to come to pass, and then there are some that come to pass through warfare. There are some that come to pass because you change your character. There are some that come to pass because you let go of the offense or the unforgiveness. If you don't, the prophecy will hang there dangling until you make that connection. 
the children of Israel learned that. They stayed offended for 40 years and died over a 13-day journey. Don't stay in your problem past your expiration date. So, some offense comes when you refuse to receive from someone. You disregard the message because you don't like the messenger. Galatians, and they did that to Jesus, so surely they're going to do it to you. I don't care. I'm not here for you. I'm here for the Lord. Galatians 5.11. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one be offended. No one would be offended. So some offense comes because you don't like what the word commands you to do concerning a matter or a person. Okay. There's many different reasons why people get offended. Sometimes you tell them the truth and they're automatically offended. And that's a very sad place to be, you all. Let me tell you something. In life, things only work one way. And if you try to work it another way, it won't work. Okay? Whether it be marriage, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I am amazed that sometimes I don't get this a whole lot now. But when I was doing counseling before, before I opened up a church, people would come to me for counseling. And then uh, by the time it was over with, I felt like I was the one that needed to be counseled. Because it seemed like they was just coming in to tell me what to do. You know, and... <laughs> We had this situation where this girl came in here to have a demon cast out of her. <laughs> and she went upstairs. And because it wasn't any, she thought like pastors or ministers, because you know how many know regular folks supposed to walk in power. So she, they started the session, and then they called me on the phone. And, 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 and they said, um, do we have the, 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 can we go in? She might lead it. Well, she ain't a member of my church, no way. But she might leave, but can we go in? Because what happened was is that she called herself by a particular title. And, when, and, and I was the one who set this up, but she just saw regular people getting ready to send her through deliverance. Oh, and she told them, oh, no, y'all are beneath me. No, do you know who I am? And I am this and I'm that. And, and I'm going to tell y'all just what to pray over me and, and, and all of that. And I saw, I saw the arrogance in her eyes when she came to the door. I saw it, man, me and Devon saw it. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm. So I was at home. I said, y'all have the right to go in. And uh, I got up here 20 minutes later thinking I'm going to have to sit this girl down and tell her you need to humble yourself. And I am not lying. I came in the church door. The girl was coming around the corner with her hair all cocked to the side and everything. And I'm not lying. The girl was walking down. The f when I came in the door, she looked at me like, uh, 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 uh. I was like, uh-huh, you learned today, didn't you? You learned there's a difference between preachers and sons of God. Man, I gave them permission to go in. I came up here 20 minutes later. That girl was through. She's like, I have run into the wrong Christians today. Man, they got the slinging them devils out of her, that girl. And it was so funny. I came in the door, and she looked at me like, oh. I, I'll never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> and I didn't say that, but I was just close to saying, uh-huh. Came in here with all that. <laughs> You're going to learn today that there is a God somewhere. I don't know why that story just popped into my mind all of a sudden. <clears throat> so, some offense comes because you don't like what the word commands you to do concerning a matter or a person. 
Matthew 15, 12. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Know thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? I call that fickle offense. I deal with that a lot. They just, they don't like what you said for the moment. They laughing at the last joke and then I say something else and they walk out the door. Yeah, I deal with that all the time. So I shouldn't say I deal with that all the time, but I do deal with it. You know, just you say one thing and they off the rocker. I personally like when people like that leave because it just means that you were going to cause trouble in the future. So, so it's too many people for me to be worried about the couple to leave every once in a while. You know, but the Lord made a promise about that anyway. Mark 4, 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, have no root in themselves, endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So there are some people who get offended because of the bad things that happen to them as a result of them following Jesus. Lord, why would you let this happen to me? Maybe it's because I'm trying to burn some things out of you. Maybe because I told you that when you go through certain things with the right attitude, you build up rewards. Okay, well, why, 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 and it can get very deep, you know. Do you know the number one category of atheists that I have run into in the past were ones that the Lord didn't heal their mama? I'm dead serious. About 80% at least of the atheists that I have run into in the last 15, 20 years. Now, that doesn't mean all atheists lost their mother. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying the ones that I have ran into, they were, they were Christians, and then they, they did not get offended because God did not heal their mother of cancer. And I'm like, so you know nothing about the afterlife. You know nothing about the scripture says that to die and be in heaven is far better. You know nothing about what the scripture says that precious is the death of his saints in God's eyes. It's obvious you have no revelation of heaven. And it's also obvious that you're being a tad selfish. What's also obvious is that you know nothing about prayer because if you pray and God didn't answer, you might want to look at your prayer first. The question is, were you even living right? Because the Bible says God does not answer sinners. See, people don't go through all of that checklist. The question is, did your mama need to get away from you? Was she reaping something that she sowed? Did she not have faith herself? Was she ready to go home? Was her will too weak because the Bible said the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity? You don't know all that. So your best thing to do is to get offended and say God is not God and he is not real. And don't go to hell over that because you will go. That's why the Bible says offense <laughs> It's a dangerous thing. And when a person gets offended, it's hard to win them back. Because they're offended, and they're usually offended because of their pride. And then they see you as the enemy, and they put up a wall. And then the devil comes in and fills their head full of stuff as to why they don't have to obey the word and walk in love and operate in forgiveness. And if someone has offended you, it says you go to them. And if it doesn't work out, then go back with another person. If it doesn't work out, then go back and bring it to the church. No, we're not going to do all of that. You're just the devil now because I'm mad at you. One thing I've learned is just because you're mad at somebody does not mean God is going to stop blessing them. How many of you glad about that? So don't get mad at God when bad things happen. Ask for God's grace and mercy to help you get through it. But it is okay to ask him why. God never has a problem with you asking him why. 
Just don't ask in anger. I've never been angry at God. I've been frustrated. I've been frustrated because I didn't understand. But I've never been like angry at God. Well, I'm not going to speak to him. You know, <laughs> like he about to suffer now because I'm giving him the silent treatment. Okay. I mean, look, God is a whole lot more patient than you are. Okay. So, but that's, you know, but how, you know, one thing that's easy for me may be hard for someone else. But you have to learn how to trust God. You never get mad over God over anything. There will be a day when all your questions will be answered. And when you answer them, you will be mad at yourself for ever being mad at God. Because the Bible says we see everything through a glass dim dimly. John 6, 61, we're almost done. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? Why? Here's a graphic. Because murmuring and complaining and gossip are sometimes a sign that you are constantly offended. Offense not dealt with stinks into your heart and comes out through murmuring and complaining and being negative and gossiping. Sign comes out. You know why? Because offended people always feel sorry for themselves. And in order to keep feeling sorry for yourself, you got to make it seem like it's something wrong with the whole world. Wow. Everybody wrong except you. Mark 14, 29. Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended. We talked about this at the end last week. Yet will not I. Jesus said unto him, boy, please. He said, this day, even this night before the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times. You'll be faster than a rooster. I got a simple graphic and I mentioned it last week. Everyone thinks it won't happen to them. Nah, my love walk is tight. I'm not going to get offended. Mm -hmm. Till the devil hits you with that dart. And that dart will be a memory of something that happened to you 25 years ago. It t Wait a minute. It happened 25 years ago and it took you 25 years to get free of it. And because it took so long for you to get free of it, they know that that's still a weak area. It's still a soft spot. So when you shoot the dart, don't shoot it where they're strong. Shoot it where they're weak. Everybody thinks it won't happen to them. And that, that, that very much is pride. And, and watch this. The more clean you are, the more you are target. The more right you are, the more they're looking for you. And it's funny, even when it comes to messages like this, people are just like, oh, yeah, that's all nice. And then you're the one they're coming for. They don't get you when you're strong. They get you when you're down. And you don't know when you're down. Especially not, you don't know more than the one that watches you. <clears throat> Couple more. James 3.2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. That is a strong scripture right there. He said, if you can get to a point where nothing offensive comes out of your mouth, he said, you are a perfect man. Are people that so I, that I mean that need to stop cussing? Yeah, it means you need to stop cussing. But do you know gossiping is worse than profanity? Speaking negative to yourself is worse than profanity. Okay, watch this. 
Do you know that every time you talk about somebody behind their back, you have offended them? You know why? Because if you said it in front of their face, they would be offended. I mean, oh, that's a hard one. I have to be very careful. You know, there are conversations that I've had to have, and, and I tell them, okay, look, there's a fine line between us discussing the behavior of someone that is causing a problem versus we have crossed that line over into talking about them. It's, it's a fine, and you have to be careful. You have to judge yourself, particularly as a minister. You know, as a minister and my staff, and st we have to discuss things sometimes. And, um, but we can honestly say that we have not crossed that line over into gossip. We, you know, everything has to come from a place of love. Love is the one thing that the body of Christ is undeveloped in more than any other thing. Okay. It's the one thing that they're underdeveloped in is their love walk. And, and it's the main thing. So I, I'm, the Lord, the, some of the stuff the Lord has given me, I'm having difficulty with this myself. Because, y'all, it's only one standard. It really is only one standard. You know, I, I heard a testimony about, to help you understand my difficulty, I'll wait on that. Everyone has offended someone. Not me. Only reason why you think that is because the person is offended and they didn't tell you. Same way when they offended you, you didn't go tell them. You just talked about them behind your back. There are some people right now that are offended with you, and you'll never know it because they just stopped speaking to you. Some people are offended with you, and they'll still smile and speak to you and give you a hug. That happened twice with my wife. Two women at our previous church, no one would ever know because we've never mentioned their names, and they will never be mentioned. Why would you do something stupid like that anyway? I don't even know why, you know. But, but, but at one of our previous churches, I should say that, that were uh, offended with my wife. You know, what I, you know why they were offended? It's because she was having children and they couldn't. And I didn't pick up nothing. But my wife picked it up. She picked it up very strong. So much so, she just walked to, to the individuals and say, and one person admitted it. The other person said, oh, no, everything is fine. Everything is fine. But then that feeling was gone after that. Because when the person picked up that my wife could pick up their offense, then they dealt with it. And then it disappeared. Okay. So I'm just brush stroking it. So that you can, you know when you offended at somebody. Then you mention their name and. First time I really, I shouldn't say first time, but I went to do a in-home visit. And there was a lady, they asked me to come pray for her. She had cancer. She was on her deathbed. And I walked in the house. And when I walked in the room, the Holy Spirit said, she has unforgiveness in her heart because of offense. He said, if she doesn't get rid of it, she will die. He told me that when I walked in the house. And so when I walked in the house, I kind of did some small talk. And then I went right up to the bed. I said, see, it's the reason why sometimes people die. Not always. Sometimes. But she was a Christian and loved by her family. I walked right up to the bed, small talk, and I said, ma'am, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. I said, do you have any unforgiveness in your heart towards someone? No. Nope. How many know that means yes? I was like, man, tried my best to pull that out of that woman. 
tried my best, and uh, she didn't want to deal with it. And uh, so I, I knew to leave it alone because she was pretending like she didn't. But it's obvious by her reaction that she did. She's dead the next day because that was her last chance. And that's what offense does. It puts your life on pause. Then it begins to suck your life away. And the Lord will keep trying to deal with you. Let it go. Let it go. Because this is not even over your healing. This is over your eternity. So I don't know if she made it or not. I hope she did. But if she did, she's lost a huge amount of stuff. Because God said, if you won't forgive, I'm going to forgive you. And that's a tall order. And you know what he said? He said, if you won't forgive, I will turn you over to the tormentors. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love your law, and nothing shall offend them. How many folks do I have in here that from now on nothing shall offend you in any? That's where you start. And you can't get there. It's very difficult to get me now. There's a difference between angry. The Bible says you can be angry, just don't sin. And we ain't talking about being angry. The Bible lets you, you know, I mean, Jesus got angry, you know what I mean? But there's an angry, but don't let it go over into offense. You can't get to a place where nothing will offend you. 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 10. When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge angels? We have no idea what we're going to be doing in the future. The weight that God has given us. So if you're going to judge, so you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why go outside? Why go to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I'm saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another right in front of unbelievers. Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. This is a scripture that people don't like. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? No, nope, we got the march. Instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? That's God saying, let me handle what they did to you. Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who worship idols, commit adultery, or are male prostitute gigolos, or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, or greedy people, or drunkards, or are abusive, or cheat people. None of these folk will get up here. And I have to be totally honest with you. Let me backtrack. Never mind. I'm not backtracking. There's some... There's some when it says none of these will inherit the kingdom of God, some of it has to do with you won't make it there, and some of it has to do with you will lose your inheritance over these things. You understand what I'm saying? There's a difference between the person who lives in sin versus the person who made a mistake. That's what I wanted to backtrack. Last scripture, and then we're out. Luke 6.27. See? Hold on, let me just mention this. That's very important. That's a real big thing with God. His thing is, why can't you just allow yourself to be cheated? I understand that they took your money. How come you can't just let it go? I mean, that's, that's a strong statement. But, it's, but there's something on the back end of it if you let it go. 
That's why so much stuff happens to me good all the time. I let everything go. People, I can't even count people who have done me wrong. Sometimes people have done me wrong. I don't even know they did me wrong. You know, now my wife, she needs a little bit of deliverance in that area. She's still like, no, you're going to give me back my money. And you need that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a time not to let it go. You need to go back up there and get that. So that balance is out. You know, but, but God's issue is, he said, I understand that they did you wrong. Let it go. I understand, I understand that they didn't use, use you in ministry. Let it go. Okay, and some of y'all sitting right in here right now, you had to let it go. And when you let it go, you didn't know that it was going to come back and find you at a greater level. And if it never found you, the fact that you're going to heaven, everything finds you there. Last scripture. Luke 6, 27. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good. All, I'm, going, I'm just reading to you everything in the category of love that affects your eternal reward. When you do these things, it's either stacking up or decreasing. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. People read this real fast. Do good to those who hate you. It didn't say do good to those that you just get in an argument with. It didn't say do good to those that you just got offended with and y'all had a disagreement. It says do good to those that hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Lord God, I don't even know if I want to be a Christian anymore. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. I'm going to stop just for a moment. I was the main one that used to teach that that was spiritual. How, since y'all want to be all deep, how many of you can remember me from the past saying, well, that's probably figurative. It, God doesn't mean that somebody slaps you and you actually turn your other cheek. I said that. And I am here to tell you that I was wrong. That's exactly what he meant. The reason I said that before is because I knew nothing about how the eternal reward system worked. It's details. When they smack you, you get a paycheck for that. And because you get a paycheck for that, turn to the other side, let them smack you again. You're going to get double. See, it's so detailed that if I go and get her a cup of water, you haven't lost your reward. So surely, if I get her a cup of water and I'm rewarded on the other side, surely if somebody got mad at me because I'm a Christian and they smack me, I'm going to get a reward for that. And that religion is not teaching us. They're not teaching that you get a reward for every little single thing that you do and is done to you. That's why he said, let it go. Because if you let it go, we're going to give you something because you let it go. Because we actually don't allow anybody to let anything go without being rewarded for what they let go of. Verse 30. So because of that, give to anyone who asks. Anyone? Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they might do with the money. Well, unless you don't know for sure, give them the money anyway. Because it ain't about what they do with the money. It's about the fact that you gave it to them. The reward is for the fact that you gave. The reward is not what they did with what you gave them. <laughs> and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Watch this. 
So if you took something from somebody, verse 32 is the killer. And we're going to go home in solemnness and rejoicing. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? See, God is telling you everything is credit, 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 credit. He's telling you when you do these things, you don't get credit. <laughs> Where am I at, Jesus? Verse 34, and if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Here we go. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Here it is. Then your reward. That whole passage is about getting rewards. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. Why? Because he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. So he's telling you, let it go. And when you let it go, you'll be operating like your daddy. And every time you let it go, and every time you love your enemies and pray for them, they stole $100, and you give them another $100 to take with them on the way out. He said, you do that? He didn't say your reward. He didn't, you, you would get a reward. He said, y'all, see, here's the problem. There's a difference when a man said it's going to be great versus when God said it's going to be great. See, the one who told you it's going to be great considers the universe to be nothing. So I'm telling you, when you see great, you, you're going to be like, no, Lord, I can't even receive this. Too late. Okay, so. Don't be like I said, like the ones from this past weekend. Don't go to heaven and say, if I would have just let go of the offense. Here's the crazy thing. It doesn't mean you're not going to get rewards in heaven. But when you get up there, you're going to look at all your rewards. And then you're going to look at this over here. And you're going to say, if I just wouldn't have sued that Christian. And we're all going to say it. I'm telling you, no matter how faithful you are, we're going to all go up there and say, if I would have just done this, if I would have just stopped acting crazy, if I would have just stopped being angry all the time, if I would have just operated in love. It's a tall order at first until you realize that you're going to be rewarded more for character than any other thing. Remember what Jesus said? When you do it unto the least of them, you do it unto me. Remember when Paul was persecuting the church? Remember what he told him? He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And so what we don't realize is, is that every encounter that you have with every single person is a test. And if you can remember that, when you walk in Walmart next time, or you go back to that place that you took your dress to the cleaners and it came back worse than when you put it in. Now you want to sue them. And the Lord says, let it go. You went to the hairdresser and they tore your hair up. Ain't nothing like a, making a woman mad when her hair is tore up. Tried somebody new. 
And the Lord says, let it go. You're at the restaurant, and, 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 and the waiter seemed like she woke up on the wrong side of the bed and the planet. I went out with a date with a young lady before I may have to say this, before I met my wife. And we had a bad waiter. And, and she left. The girl that I was, took out, there was a one-time one date. I'm not exaggerating. She left a nickel and four pennies with a note that said, you ain't worth a dime. And when that person goes to heaven, guess what she's going to say? I wish I had never done that. Because every minute detail of what you do is recorded to see if it's a reward. Every time you go to a restaurant and you have a bad waitress or a bad waiter, it is a test to see if you're going to increase on the other side. So when we go to restaurants, it does not matter if Godzilla is our server. They're going to get a good tip. Because the tip wasn't even about their service. It was about my reward. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And when you live your life every day, realize, see, the reason we can't do it is because we worried about what we're going to lose. You did me wrong, and if I don't see you right that wrong, I feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing when you took my money. I feel like I'm losing when you took my spouse. I feel like I'm losing when you took my job. You took my promotion. I feel like I'm losing. And the Lord said, no, let it go. Because in the kingdom, loss is gain. And planet Earth, gain is loss. That's why he said, if you don't give it up, you'll lose it all. But if you give it all up, you'll get it all. And if the church had been taught this, we'd have a different type of Christian in the planet right now. The church in China has been taught this. Show you a video of this, but they've been taught this. Their whole system is based on eternal rewards. That's why they don't have a problem going to jail. They don't have a problem suffering. They don't have a problem doing anything. In America, our Christianity is, we feel like that because Jesus died for us, our whole focus is on getting prosperity. It's almost like Jesus died for us to live to 80. So we got to make sure we get everything before we die. God sent me here to tell you today. No, he didn't. Put the microphone down. He didn't send you here. You left your house. (laughs) That's how I was thinking. He didn't send you nowhere. You left your address, drove up here in your nice car, and you need to get an amen out of me. So you said, God sent me here to tell you, you know, and if he had to really send you here, then something would have happened in my life that day. Okay, so I encourage you. Go home sometimes and ask the Lord, because sometimes you're not qualified to determine certain things. Because the Bible says the heart is above all things exceedingly deceitful. Go home and ask the Lord. Or most of you do know, because there's somebody, not all of you, okay? It might even just be a few of you that you, you, you offended. Some people are mad at God and don't know why. They're just mad. And the reason why they're mad is because you got everything focused on you. It, it's real hard to get mad when you see yourself as living to be a blessing to everybody else. When that person cusses you out, be a blessing to them. When that person fires you, I witnessed that, okay? 
a girlfriend, another friend of mine, Dave Bluen, and I we went to Bible school together. And so we went to Bible school together. He was a manager at Best Buy, so he hired me because we were in Bible school. And, and, and they fired him unjustly. And I watched him walking in the next day with flowers for the ladies and gifts for the men. He had no idea how his You would have went in there and tried to burn the Best Buy down. You would have went in there and tried to steal some appliances on your way out. I'm going to get y'all since y'all got me. You know, and you would have uh, blasting them on social media. We're going to boycott Best Buy. No, you're not. You'll be the only one Best Buy. Them people want them TVs and frigidators. I watched him do that with a smile. He didn't come in there angry. I'm going to be a blessing to y'all. He came in there like he had got a promotion. He gave them flowers, and it was the conviction on their face as he walked out the door as a son of God and not a man who was fired from Best Buy. Yes. That's the standard. And Jesus says, when you do that, then you'll be operating like your daddy upstairs because he causes his son to shine on the just and the unjust alike. He blesses the wicked and the righteous. And he loves the wicked so much that that's the only prosperity that they're going to get forever. So he lets them get prospered in planet Earth. So he has no problem with them being a billionaire. Because in Revelation, he said, you might be a billionaire. He said, but you're actually broke, naked, twisted, and miserable. Because you're looking at the here and now. I'm looking at the hereafter. And I'm telling you, you will be poor forever. And when God says you're broke, you broke. But when God says you're rich, This is wonderful because you can practice this every day. You can practice it in traffic. You're going to end up being a nerd for Jesus. Just happy all the time. Just, they're going to start talking about you. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You're just never mad. Mm -mm. Satan is not getting me today. I love that shirt. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> okay. So the next time Satan tempts you to get angry, or offended or, or mad because you've been done wrong remember the Lord is whispering let it go if you let it go what they took I'm gonna give you something that if you multiplied it by a million it wouldn't be enough and it's gonna be forever <laughs>